0: Welcome to the Season 2 Episode, I guess 1, of the Never Otter Even Podcast. Uh, I am your host, AJ, and I am here for a pre-playoff update. In previous seasons, you probably heard me say League Commissioner, but this year the League actually put in a triumvirate because there were apparently concerns over me abusing power or something. I I don't remember. We made the decision while I was really drunk. Uh, Of course, that's not the only difference in this pod, as it will be delivered with minimal jokes, since I don't know who in this league might go Jada Pinkett Smith on me and send their spouse to smack me for telling jokes at a comedy show. I will say, if your ego is fragile and you can't laugh at yourself, this podcast and the corresponding blog are definitely not for you. So hit unsubscribe now. Also, don't sit in front row at a comedy show. Also, if you're going to throw hands, maybe try to hit hard enough to at least knock Chris Rock off his game. It's bad enough that Will Smith laughed at the joke until, I assume, Jada said something. Big Willie only looked even more like a little bitch when the biggest impact of his slap was confusing Chris Rock. Rock coming back from the slap saying, Will Smith just slapped me, like the whole world didn't see it, was like someone trying to describe something they can't believe they just saw. Like turning to the other zoo goers and saying, That elephant is jerking that lion off of this trunk you're seeing this too, right? I'm not just high. That's actually happening. Okay, cool. Uh, Let's go check out the giraffes. Anyway, uh, no more jokes. This pod is going to be a quick and dirty playoff update. Well, uh, this should be a fun, stress-filled week. Uh, There are technically three playoff spots up for grabs and four teams fighting for them. Uh, But let's start by talking about tiebreakers. There's been a little conversation about tiebreakers, but honestly, the truth is we have no idea what they are. Uh, In our league settings, playoff tiebreaker is listed as the best regular season record versus opponent wins. But if you go to the little info button next to that category, it says determine how ties will be broken in fantasy playoffs. You may choose the tiebreaker winner by overall playoff seed or by the team with the better regular season head-to-head record against their playoff opponent. This seems to heavily imply that it is not... To determine a regular season tie, but to determine uh, what happens if a playoff game ends in a tie, there are two options there uh, best regular season record versus opponent wins, or the higher seeded team wins. You can't really determine a tiebreaker by the higher seeded team winning if the tiebreakers determine seeding. So, this particular setting is definitely about what happens in the playoffs. So, like, how is ranking determined in the case of a regular season record tie? Uh, thankfully, we have two teams tied at 13-9, and, and both of those teams are in the same division, so we should be able to work some of this out on our own. So, Jess and Ashley both have 13 wins on the season. Ashley is ranked 5th, Jess is ranked 6th. In the same division, Ashley has a 5-5 five and five division record, while Jess has a 6-4 and four record, but Ashley currently ranks above Jess in the standings. So, I think we can definitely throw a division record out as one of the tiebreakers here. In head-to-head matchups, Ashley and Jess are 1-1 one one against each other this season, so theoretically that head-to-head matchup could be the first tiebreaker. But if it is, it doesn't matter in this particular circumstance, because the two teams have the same record against each other, and they do not play each other in the last week of the season. But Isaiah and Jess do play, so we do kind of need to keep the head-to-head matchup thing in mind, because Jess could beat Isaiah, they'd both have 14 wins, and Jess would have a 2-1 to advantage over Isaiah in the regular season record. So this actually makes this entire scenario highly entertaining, but more on that in a minute. Uh, what we do know is that points definitely have something to do with this, since all the other things are equal in the Ashley-Jess comparison, but Ashley has 80 more points than Jess on the season. So in the hierarchy of determining placement, we, we have a great big question mark about head-to-head record, but a definite yes on the points and a definite no on division record. Um, if it sounds confusing now, wait till we start talking about specific scenarios. Uh, but first, last week's loss uh, to just all Austin completely eliminated uh, from the playoff picture. Frustrated, he texted that this is the first year that he didn't finish in the top three. But in fairness to Austin, this has probably been our most competitive season. Uh, Austin heads into the final week with the highest point total of any team outside of the top three with 2,697 points, which is nearly 80 points more than Isaiah's fourth-place team. But bad losses to ninth-place Eduardo in week eight and tenth-place Ashton in week 12 really doomed his chances. His only other losses were coming to teams that had either locked up or are in the playoffs as of today. Austin went 0-2 against Jess, 0-2 against Brian, 0-2 against Isaiah on the season. Uh, splitting any of those matchups would have had him still in the playoff picture and probably favored it to make one of those playoff spots. I mean, maybe you can't win a championship in the regular season, but you can certainly lose one. While Austin's definitely out, it seems likely that David's joining him. Uh, In 7th place, David is one win back of the last spot. It has 150 points less than Ashley and 75 points less than Jess. His head-to-head record against both of those teams is 1-1. to uh, But to get in, he'd need a win, and Ashley or Jessica to lose. And then if Ashley loses, he'd need to outscore Ashley by 150 points. Or if Jess loses, outscore Jess by 75 points just in this week. That doesn't seem likely at all. Even worse, he's playing the top team in the league this week in Jacob, and even though he's 1-1 against Jacob on the season, Jacob's outscored him each of the last eight straight weeks. So he'd need to overcome our league's version of Thanos and put up a number so massive that it doubles up Ashley or Jess while one of them lose. Uh, all, all signs point to that's not happening, and, and I'm officially eliminating David from the playoff picture um, right now. Which means that the podcast is technically over. Um, Isaiah, Jess, and Ashley are all in. Uh, See you all in the playoffs. If you're not interested in specific seeding and matchups, uh, you can completely bail out now. But if you are interested in the minutia of playoff seeding, welcome to Mass Confusion. Uh, What we do have locked into place are the top three teams. So Jacob and Brian will get a first round bye and not have to play anybody next week. While I have the third spot completely locked up. And I'll play the sixth place team while the fourth and fifth place teams match up. The thing is, is that we have no idea who will land in four through six. Uh, we can try to break it down, um, starting with Isaiah versus Jess this week. Uh, if head to head matters, it could definitely come into play. So, Jess and Isaiah are one and one against each other this season, and this week will act as that tiebreaker. Jess could win this game, have the same record of Isaiah, have way fewer points, and still leapfrog him in the standings. Isaiah is also 1-1 against Ashley and has 40 fewer points on the season than she does. So if Ashley and Jess both win, Isaiah could fall all the way to 6th place and face the full Copitards in round 1 of the playoffs. If Jess beats Isaiah and Ashley loses, Isaiah could simply fall to 5th place and then Isaiah and Jess would immediately rematch in round 1. Both of those scenarios are dependent on head-to-head being the first tiebreaker, however. If head-to-head doesn't matter, then it just simply comes down to points. And Ashley and Jess both win. Ashley and Isaiah would likely slot places, uh, face each other in round one of the playoffs, and then Jess would remain in sixth place and face AJ in round one. Um, we can probably eliminate half of those scenarios off the bat, however, as Ashley faces Brian this week. And Ashley's 0-2 against Brian on the season. And even though she outscored him in week 21, which was just two weeks ago, by .7 points... Uh, Brian's outscored Ashley by 400 points on the season, which is a significant margin. So in my immediate assumption is that Ashley is going to lose this game to Brian. She's going to fall to 13 and 10, which simplifies things somewhat since uh, an Isaiah win would mean that there's no changes on the standings at all. And a Jess win would mean that Isaiah falls to, I think sixth um, doing the math again. So she, he's one and one against Ashley, but Ashley has more points. So Jess would leapfrog Isaiah um yeah, so whoever wins in Jess versus Isaiah would play Ashley versus Round 1 and the other person would play AJ. Um of course that assumes that Ashley loses, but Brian really has nothing to play for, so it's entirely possible he could just not pay attention at all and well, no, he he's already set his lineup for the week, so um that one looks like it's wrapped up. So You know, going back to uh, clarifying the playoff picture, uh, next week will either be AJ versus Jess and Isaiah versus Ashley, or it could be AJ versus Isaiah with Ashley versus Jess, or AJ versus Ashley with Isaiah versus Jess. Who knows? Uh, What we do know is that Brian will will get the winner of the game that AJ plays, and then Jacob will get the winner of the other game. And honestly, um, nobody's excited about playing Jacob or Brian. that's, That's. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining me in my humorless, uh, confusing breakdown of our playoffs. Uh, I hope you'll join us in our next installment where we'll break down the humorless, confusing aspect of keepers this season. Uh, but before we go, a little commissioner update. Uh, I had to lock Austin's roster last week uh, after he ran out of cap space picking up free agents. Uh, once you get down to zero available dollars to bid on free agents, we just simply remove your ability to add or drop players. Um, you can still change your starting lineup and everything else, but since you don't have any money to pick up free agents, we just we lock you down. Um, we're docking Isaiah $2 for transactions that he didn't pay for. It was Isaiah's first offense, uh, two ads last night, um, so there's not going to be a penalty, but we do need to deduct those dollars from his budget uh, for adding those new players. But speaking of ads, it's, it's been interesting. Uh, there's been about 175 players picked up from waivers this season. Um, obviously, some teams are more active than others, which is to be expected every season. But there were some ca- cap oddities this season. Uh, for example, our 10th and 12th place teams in the league combined had $1,036 cap dollars remaining between the two of them. That's a lot. That's, that's more than an entire team's you know, salary cap. That's insane. Uh, between those two teams, there have only been two ads for the entire season both of them were from Melissa who ended up in 12th place out of an initial 825 cap dollars to start the season Melissa actually only used 208 during the draft which is insane uh the league average for the amount of money left over after the draft was 136 fictional monies and that includes you know Melissa's Ashton's and all the other teams that had a ton of cap space left over after the draft so you know 136 Melissa ended up with 617 left over. You know, then you add in the 15 monies that we gave everybody after the draft to make sure that people who auto-drafted had money to make free agent moves, and she had six hundred and thirty-two fictional monies at her disposal on the season she used to. If this were a real professional league, the other owners would probably be suing her, and her fan base would definitely be rioting. Uh, just as unforgivable as Ashton, though, who drafted the preseason number one and current number three overall player in Connor McDavid. Um, she also had 410 fictional monies at her disposable through the season, uh, and she used zero of those monies on the year. Didn't add a single free agent, didn't try to make any trades. I mean, you have 410 cap dollars available. You could literally trade for any player in the league and take that salary cap hit. Uh, but ultimately, she got Connor McDavid zero help, and her season floundered as well. Uh, I'm not sure if her fan base would riot, and as much as I'm not sure that her fan base is there for the hockey, as much as they're there for the EDM, uh, but Connor McDavid definitely would have rioted, and he would have at least sat out um, to protest the season. Um, You know, it's also worth mentioning here that I received no votes in my question of whether or not we make the league more competitive next year by trimming teams, but don't worry, I'm absolutely not shocked by the lack of participation. Uh, And don't worry about the future installments too much. uh, Will Smith, uh, you know, he taught us that it's okay to slap people for telling jokes. So I'm retiring from the joke business. Um, You know, no more humor here. We're just going to give you straight, you know, content based on the league happenings. Going to be very, very mechanical uh, from this point forward. So I I guess with that, uh, everybody have an average, marginal, humorless week. Uh, Until next time.